Welcome to the J.F. Harris Ministries podcast. Join us today as we explore God's Word. We hope this message encourages, inspires, and uplifts you. For more information about this podcast and other valuable resources, please visit us at redeemedassembly.com. Now let's join Dr. James F. Harris. So we have to be careful what we allow to capture our attention. And we want to stay focused. All right. And uh, we have to be careful with what we focus on as children of God. And sometimes the reason why we haven't got what it is that we want because we have not really allowed ourselves to focus on the thing that God has for us. And what we wanted to focus on Christ, um, whatever it is that you focus on will become your destiny. Whatever it is you focus on will become your destiny. If you, fo- if you focus on fear and failure, that's going to be your destiny. If you focus on right living, that's going to be your destiny. We are powerful creatures. Can you say with me, I am powerful. I am unique. I'm one of a kind. I want you to feel it. I want you to feel it. I am powerful. I am unique. I'm one of a kind. Ain't nobody like me. God made me special. I got a special mission. And by the help of God, I'm intending to fulfill that mission. It got to be important because the demon is trying to stop me. But I'm determined no demon will stop me. For the Lord is fighting for me. Amen. So now what we have to do as children of God, we don't have to go out there and take a shotgun or nothing else. We fight by focusing. We fight by focusing. And one of the things that the enemy want to do on this year is capture your attention. A lot of stuff is going to be happening around you. And the enemy wants to take your mind off God, take your mind off his glory, take your mind off his provision, and he wants to beat you down and take from you that which God have in store for you. That's why God wants us to focus. All right, now John, 1 John, Chapter 2, verse 15 through 17, King James said, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If they may love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. All that is in the world is the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life. It is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passes away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So you see here, 
it is the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye. See, lust, when lust is conceived, it does what? Bring forth what? Sin. And sin, when it is finished, do what? Say it with me, the devil want to kill me. The devil want to kill me. The devil is not my friend. He want to kill me. Now, I want you to see the enemy for what he is. Amen. He, he's not out there just to entertain you. He want to get you in a place and actually kill you before you are able to inherit the blessings that God have in store for you. Now, what the enemy will do, when you focus on something else, you become oblivious to the things that's around you. Amen. If anybody in here got so focused on something that you lost track of time and your sense of where you were, you focus on it so much, somebody had to come and just kind of shake you. you know, huh? And you wake up. So that's because your mind was so focused on that. And the writer here in, uh, in the book of uh, Hebrews 12, all right, get that for me. Hebrews 12, look at verses 1 and 2. Uh-huh. Every one of us in here got something in our lives that throws us off. Every one of us in this room have something in our lives that throws us off. We, as a people of God, have to be aware. It says, laying aside, what? Every weight and what? The what? Those sin are the sin. And you have to recognize what is your weakness. What is your weakness? Your weakness could be what? What are some of the weaknesses that you could actually have? Oh, y'all, y'all just, y'all just, y'all so strong, y'all don't have no weakness. You can't tell me right away. You guys got a whole bunch of them. What is your weakness? What is the sin that set you off? What is the sin that stopped you from focusing? Do you know what that sin is? And the writer here says it becomes a parasite to you. Uh, you don't mind me saying uh, Sunday. I uh, thank God. Hers, hers was numbers. Hers was numbers. And it has so possessed her until she was sleeping with numbers. Now, had it not been for the intervention of God, she would have still been in that situation. Some of us don't realize it. The sin that is so easily besetting you, if you are not careful, if you start focusing on it, it will be the sin that will destroy you. Now, focusing on Jesus, laying aside every weight 
and the sin which does so easily beset us. Now, your weakness might not be my weakness, but at the same time, I got to realize there's something in my life that's weak and I need to pay attention to it. Stop acting like you all of that in a bowl, a bowl of chip. You might be the bowl, but that's it. And we need to realize they're laying aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And it could be to the place I get distracted real easily. It don't take much to distract me. I was just in church running, praising, and giving God the glory. And Monday something come along and it was if I had not even been in church. The devil can distract you for one moment. He can have you going down a path that you won't have any means of returning. So we want to lay aside that weight and that sin which does so easily beset us. Now what I want you to do, I want you to put that, if you will, in the message translation. Uh, Hebrews 12 and 1. Let's see what it says. Uh-huh. Now, the next verse, I like that one. Uh, it says, when you find yourself, what? Flagging, Flagging in your faith. All right. So when, when you're going through and you find yourself kind of lagging behind, go over the story again. Touch your nails and go over the story again. Amen. And, and when you go over the story, you are going to be infused with the power of God and you're going to be able to continue. That's why it says focus on Jesus. Being focused on Jesus is to see how Jesus overcame what he went through. Jesus came into the world not as God Almighty. He came into the world as a man that needed to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Matter of fact, he was baptized with the Holy Ghost at the age of 30. And the Spirit came down. You don't hear nothing about Jesus. He was in the temple at 12. After that time, you heard nothing else about him until he's 30 years old. And when he's baptized, he is filled with the Holy Ghost. And the devil then leads him into the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights. And afterward, he was hungry. Amen. You, you say this 21 days is about to get me. I don't need to 21. <laughs> and some of y'all have found all kinds of recipes. Oh, my God. But 40 days and 40 nights without food. And afterward, the devil tested him. You are going to be tested too. Go over the story. How did Jesus overcome the adversary that was trying to pull him down? He overcame him because he was in the word 
meditating in the word, got up early in the morning and prayed, but he was always watching to see what his father was talking about. You need to get in on the conversation that God is having about you. God is talking about you right now, and you need to get, on the con- get in on the conversation. Because he wants to do some great and mighty things for you, but before he can do it, he has to test you. What you have gone through in your lifetime is no accident. God purposely let you went through that so that he could reveal himself and reveal his greatness and I'm able to keep you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Look at somebody say, it won't an accident. It won't an accident. Sometimes it even uh, came down to us actually making terrible mistakes. But God takes the mistakes that we make and turn these mistakes into victory. So now he says here that if we are focused on Jesus Christ, go back and study how Jesus Christ overcame. And I want to encourage you. Uh, I told you all to be meditating in the book of uh, 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 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Uh, look, look at the third verse there. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 3. All right? For though we what? Uh huh. All right? Mm-hmm. All right. Imagination is no sin. It's the wrong kind of imagination that destroys us. Good imagination is always good. Amen? But when you start imagining things that are wrong, they can become detrimental to us. So what we have to do then, and all of us in here have a self-image, and that self-image is the way you see yourself. And what we have to do, and uh, some of y'all have been on these yo-yo diets, you know, these weight diets and all the other kind of stuff. Uh, one of the things they tell you to do is when you get on that diet, get a picture of somebody that's the size you want to be and put that up on your wall. Put another picture on the refrigerator. You might walk back there and head do like it and then go back. But what you're trying to do then, you're trying to create the right imagination. Remember now, whatever you focus on, whatever you focus on becomes your destiny. Amen? Amen. So if I am 300 pounds, I don't want to put an image up of 400 pounds except I want to get that size. Amen? Amen. So I want to put something up there that the size that I want to be. So the imagination then becomes something that is fruitful for you. And what we have to do is cease. There's so much tied up in our vision. What you see, I would ask you now, what do you see? What do you see as your future? What do you see that God have in store for you? It is important what you see. 
Israel could not go into the promised land with peace because she was always looking backward, looking at what she had in uh, Egypt. And sometimes when you're looking backward, you forget about how much hell you really had out there. Oh, you talk to me, you come to church and you say, in the world I had friends. These were the friends that drank your liquor, <laughs> drunk that last beer, stole your man, stole your woman. But when you get into church, you forget all about all of that and he just make you think about all the good times you had. Truth of the matter is, you was catching hell out there too. Amen. But when you can focus on what God got in store for you, so what you got to do, you got to put your focus on Jesus. The Bible said, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame thereof. I want you to take some time to get a good positive image of yourself. See yourself successful. See yourself as going through. See yourself as an overcomer. The Bible said that Jesus Christ endured all of it. The cross, the shame, the whipping. He endured it all because he had a vision of himself. He could imagine himself. The book of Isaiah 53 said, he shall see the travail of his soul and be satisfied. Why? He saw the image. He saw the reason why he was going through. And when you can see the reason why you're going through what you're going through, it helped your soul. Uh, I think it's 2 Corinthians 3.18. If it ain't the second, it's the first one. Uh, look at, maybe 1 Corinthians, but anyhow, it's one of them. 3.18. All right, got it right the first time. Let the church say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, thank you, Jesus. All right, what did he say? Give it to me in the message. So in other words, as I look at him, suddenly something started happening to me and I started looking like him. Looking in the face of Jesus. Not looking at the world, because that's why some of us devils now, we've been looking at the devil. You come to the church, but you're actually looking at the devil. I can tell you looking at the devil because you act like hell in the church. But when you begin to look at Jesus Christ and you see Jesus Christ, he changed you and all of a sudden you're becoming just like Jesus. You're acting like Jesus. You have faith like Jesus. Your outcome is going to be like Jesus because I'm looking to Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of my faith. He has now become my focus. When you have lost your focus, you have lost your way. When you've lost your way, you are just lost. Amen? Amen. All right. So we want to keep our face looking into his face. 
And as we are looking to his face, we are transformed into his image. I want you to get to the place that you want something from God. We've been dreaming small. You know why we're dreaming small? We don't think God can do it. We don't think God can do it. Can he do it? Y'all telling me that, but do you really believe that? Are y'all saying that because it's proper church jogging? Can he do it? No, no, no. Because see, the devil going to wreck you down to being small. You need to start out big. See, Isaiah 55 and 7. What it says. Isaiah 55 and 7. Look, look what it say. What it say. He is what with the forgiveness? Lavish. You have no business. You have no business feeling unworthy. Uh, uh, the King James text say that he abundantly, he don't just forgive you, he abundantly forgive you. All right. So when you confess your sin before God and he become your Lord and your Savior, in the sight of Jesus, you have never done anything wrong. Now, if I've done nothing wrong, I can ask for big stuff. I'm not going to ask for a dress made out of a croaker sack. I want something with silk. I'm a child of the king. I'm coming in in the first place. And see, what happened is, when your mind feels guilty, you act guilty. You shame and you hide and you hold back. But I heard Hebrews that come boldly to a throne of grace. And so what you need to feel, you need to feel like I'm a child of God. I am not a stepchild. I am a child of God. I'm one with Jesus Christ. So, all right. So, Christine, how are we going to start off? Big. See? You seeing yourself the way you used to be. Stand to your feet right now and say, I'm not the way I used to be. No, 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 you got to, you, you, you. Yeah. I'm not the way I used to be. All right, good. Give God a hand for her. That's what it's all about. Amen. I'm not the way used to be. Jump up and do it, do it. I'm not the way I used to be. Amen. How can I get somebody in the back there? Anybody, anybody back there? Anybody? 
All right, amen. And see, and see, that's what I'm talking about being focused on Jesus. Because every now and then, you got to stop and have a conversation with yourself. Because the devil in those memories, he trying to bring all that stuff back. You know, you, you kill the dog, the cat, and everything that's left with the man. You slept with a woman, and you did this, and you drank all that liquor. He keep bringing that all back to your mind. But I heard Paul's were getting the things that are behind. I pressed towards the mark of the high calling of God. God in Christ Jesus. Forget it all. I'm not what I used to be. I'm a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. And every now and then, you need to get the promises and read them back to God. Rehearse them back to God of who I am. I'm the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. My sins have not only been forgiven, they have been abundantly forgiven. I'm ready to ask for something big. I'm going to ask for something big. Is, what psalm is that? Two and eight. What does it say? Mm. Oh, God. Psalms. Two and eight. Uh-huh. Ooh. What is that? What is that? What do you want? Name it. Name it. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Mm. What do you want? He didn't ask you what you could put up with. He said, what do you want? Look at somebody next to you and say, what do you want? Now I said, what? You can demand. You don't just ask for them. You can what? Command them. All. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. God bring me to the place. I'm going to throw away some stuff. Hallelujah. Getting rid of some of that old stuff so I can get some new stuff. Can he do it? Can he do it? Can he do it? Won't he do it? Uh-huh. Woo! Verse 7. What does 7 say? Look at somebody say, the day is my birthday. Hallelujah! Glory be to God. What day is your birthday? I'm not talking about January the 17th of 2017. I'm talking about every day is my birthday. I wish I had somebody. There's somebody over here that does not, not too, that don't have too much authorization. Just jump to your feet and say, every day is my birthday. Hallelujah. See, that's what you got to feel. You see, when your birthday comes, you ask for something on your birthday. You might not give it to me no other time, but today is my birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. You don't 
think he can do it? Genesis chapter number 18, verse 14. You don't think he can do it? Mm. All right, what is it? Uh huh. Mm -hmm. God was the one to ask the question Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Do me a favor and ask the person next to you Is there anything too hard for the Lord? He asked the question. And you know what? God been impressing on my spirit that not only will God heal, God will replace. Did y'all hear what I said? He will replace. In my mind, in my imagination, I got a big one. I'm seeing God with people who part of their leg is missing and God extending and putting a foot on a leg and the person standing up. Can, can God do it? I'm reminded of Mark. Mark 16.20. Mark 16.20. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. What King James said. Uh huh. I had, I just got out of prayer and I got in uh, this lady in the bed. I keep my phone by my bed. Thank God they're pretty good. And that scripture came in my mind. God working with them. But you got to do something. It didn't say God going to do all the work. God working with them. That means some of you that got the gift of healing, you're going to walk up to somebody without a leg and you're going to say, leg, come on. And you say, what? I ain't going to do that because I'm going to look like a fool. How many of y'all know you ain't going to get nowhere except you're willing to look like a fool? Amen. See, you're trying to look too sophisticated. But you've got to be willing to look like a fool to obey God. Didn't, didn't, how did David look going out against a giant? What did Noah look like building an ark when it's never rained? See, you got to risk your reputation relying on his reputation. Because I heard him say it in Numbers 23 and 19. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Numbers 23 and 19, what did it say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That's all right. Uh-huh. What did it say? 
Can I get somebody? Well, some of y'all young people joke to your feet and say, God is not a lie. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, repeat it, God. Mm. Yes, sir. Mm. I don't think that got through. I don't think it got through yet. Hallelujah. I need somebody else. Just jump through the that God is not a lie. Hallelujah. Glory. This time, I want you to shake the foundation of hell. God is not a lie. Uh-huh. Amen. We're doing warfare. We're doing warfare. I know God doesn't heal you and you still feel that little pain, but you got to look at the pain and say, I'm healed. I might be lifting, but I'm healed. Hallelujah. You can't wait for the symptom to leave you. You got to know God said and God can't lie. What he promised, he will do it. I'm healed. Yes, and you know somebody gonna say, look at that fool. Yeah. But I'm gonna still do it. Yeah. I'm healed. Yeah. By the stripes of Jesus. Yeah. I'm healed. And see, you made fun of me today, but the next day you see me coming out there, there I'm healed. Right. Hallelujah. Yeah. I was willing to put my reputation on the line for his reputation. Yeah. My reputation for his reputation. Now, I told some lies in my time. Y'all ought to say me too. Got me staying at you by myself. You know you're a liar. But God never lied. Hebrews 6.18. We can read this one while we're here. That's all right. What is that? We'll read this one while we're here. What is it? Hmm. Now, 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 now. I'm going to let y'all go home now. But I need you to jump and rattle the gates of hell. It is impossible for God to lie. Thank you. Hallelujah. I want you to think about the promises in the word of God. It seemed like it's idiotic. It seemed like I done did it so long, so long, so long, so long. But I don't see how in the world I'm going to get out of this thing. But at thy word, hallelujah, glory. It's kind of like, it's kind of like what Peter said. Peter said, Lord, I'm an experienced fisherman and I've been fishing all night. But nevertheless, at your word, oh, have mercy. Can I get somebody in this side to jump up and say, nevertheless, at your word. Hallelujah. I know what the doctors say. I know what should be. But nevertheless, at your word. God didn't happy at the word of God. God can't lie. That two are beautiful things. Yeah. 
in which it was impossible for God to lie. We may have a strong one, consolation, who had fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. Now, carry me back, carry me back. Numbers 23. Mm. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm going to let y'all go. Hallelujah. But I'm trying to get you. If you can't see good, get some corrective lens. You remember when Jesus touched the man, asked the man what you see? He said, I see men as trees. Jesus said, let me give you some corrective lens. Boop. What you see now, I see men as men. And let me tell you what, you want to see through the eyes of God because some of us are seeing little problems as mountain. Some of us are seeing blank walls. Some of us are seeing nothing but trouble. But we need a correction in our vision. Lord, let me see the way you see. God see you free. God see you above. God see you prospering. God see you casting out devils. Lord, correct my vision. Let me see what you see. Ah, uh, what it say? God is not a man. Now this is the time you will get in your Bible and find the promise. If it's healing, what's that scripture? Peter says, by whose stripes we were healed, which means we were healed before we got sick. You fast. What, what Peter said? You read what Peter said. Uh-huh. Who has his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Have you not said it? Deuteronomy 28. You shall be the head and not the tail. Uh-huh. You shall lend to nations and not borrow. Is that error? What is that? You ask the question, did God say it? Did he say it? You shall make, I will make thee the head and not the tail. 
And thou shalt be what? Above only? Somebody go to your feet said above only, above only, above only, above only. And thou shalt not be. Mm, uh-huh. Did he say it? Did he say it? Stop feeling like a tail. You are the head. Jelani, jump to your feet and I'm the head. Jump to your feet and I'm the head. All right, I like that. Get an attitude, get an attitude, get an attitude. I want somebody who bills might not be paid. Your bills might not be paid. Jump to your feet and say, I'm the head. Did God say it? Shall he not perform it? Did he say it? Shall he not perform it? God is not a man that he should lie. No, is he the son of men. Demons should be running when they see us coming. Well, Bishop, how it going to happen? It's going to take some work. What work? You go ahead and meditate in the word according to Psalms 1, day and night. Joshua 8 says, the word shall not depart from thy mouth. That's why I'm telling you to say it. But thou shalt meditate therein, what? Day and night and what? Then shall thou what? It didn't say God gonna make your way prosperous, did it? Then shall thou, Shen said thou. Somebody jump your fist and say, I am a thou. Think you can do it. You can make your way prosperous. Oh, have mercy. Hallelujah. You can make your way prosperous. You got a damn job. God can still make you prosperous. Did he say it? Can he do it? Will he do it? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? If an old woman can have a baby, it don't take as much for me to get what I want. See, sometimes God will make you, God will let you wait until the season has passed. And just when you think the season has passed, he show up. He don't always show up when you think he ought to show up. He waited till Lazarus died. <laughs> Woo! He waited till Lazarus died, didn't show up. The devil is telling you it's too late, life done passed you by. Can I get somebody to jump to your feet? The devil is a liar!